Why, hey there. My name is Darcy Jeremy. You're listening to another episode of the Business of Ergonomics podcast. Today, I want to jump into industrial ergonomics and talk about reducing the risk of manual material handling over exertion. Welcome to the Business of Ergonomics podcast. I'm your host, Darcy Jeremy. I'm a board-certified professional ergonomist with over 15 years of experience delivering ergonomics programs to employers of all different types. In this podcast, I share what other healthcare professionals are already doing and being with ergonomics assessments and how to land those clients that you dream of. Without further ado, let's jump into this episode right now. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope that the title enticed you to listen. I certainly do have some good tips for you when you're consulting in a more industrial environment. That's not to say you might, you could see this when you're doing office ergonomic assessments because sometimes people have to do heavy things, but I'm talking about essential duties. If the essential duties of that person's task is something that requires significant manual material handling or MMH, then that's usually going to be in industrial ergonomics. Nonetheless, this is a good episode to listen to if you're considering adding more industrial ergonomics assessments to your portfolio. Now, when I first got started in the ergonomics industry, it was via industrial ergonomics. It wasn't until later that I made the shift to office ergonomic assessments. You know my story? I struggled with that. In industrial ergonomics, there is a tool for every type of scenario, for risk factors that you're looking for, and the output or the outcome that you're intending to do. And that means that there are a lot of ergonomics assessment tools that you can use for risk assessments in industry. Now, one of the hardest things when you're getting started in industrial ergonomics assessments is trying to figure out what you don't know. Many of us get trapped in the I don't know what I don't know type of mindset. And I'm, I'm there with you. Um, it's a hard place to start and you can waste a lot of valuable time researching ergonomics assessment tools and finding the best one, especially with all the literature of how to use those tools. And this is exactly why I'm so happy to be telling you about an update that I'm making to the Accelerate program. And if you don't know about Accelerate, this is where I give the tools and the systems to help ergonomics consultants with marketing. I like to say like I'm the hamster on the wheel developing the content, infographics, uh, resources, coaching, bringing in uh, other experts to talk about marketing for you so you can focus on executing. Because if you anything like me, you realize it's the execution that makes the difference in the business, whether you're executing marketing content or, let's face it, we get paid by doing ergonomics assessments. Or so you're, you're doing ergonomics assessments or building those relationships. I'm just feeding fuel to your fire so you can achieve everything that you could ever dream of with your ergonomics consulting firm. 
Let's talk about job design menu material handling. The first thing you want to do is assess the appropriate risk with the best tool for the job. That's where the Accelerate membership would come in. Don't forget to sign up for that wait list. I'm opening an enrollment at the end of June 2021. Back to this podcast. Of course, the best solution to any manual material handling related problem is to eliminate the need for doing any sort of manual material handling of the materials for that job. This can often be accomplished by providing mechanical lifting aids. And what I mean by this, maybe lift tables, hoist, crane, anything related to that. Um, And there's a lot of really neat, cost-effective solutions out there today. So definitely do an extensive search. The work area can sometimes be modified so that all materials are provided at the work level. Here's the thing. Where manual material handling cannot be eliminated, the best thing to do is to reduce the demands of the job. The first thing we want to look at is if we can decrease the weight of the objects being handled. So a really simple idea here is like, can you talk to that employer to talk to their suppliers? I've used this many times in ergonomics assessments where instead of getting heavy, large packages to be lifted, we looked at getting them in and lower weighted, lower quantity containers. That's so useful. And it's, it's a solution that doesn't really require a lot of um, financial resources, right? It just takes a phone call. You'll be surprised at how easily this is done. So I definitely suggest looking at that. Now, here's um, a habit to include. And I've definitely done a lot of lift training to various organizations. It's to use two or more people to move heavy or large objects. The trick is you're not eliminating the ergonomic risk. You're adding someone to reduce the risk of injury or exposure. With that, you want to ensure people are using good body mechanics and team lifting techniques to move the objects. Let's look at changing the activity next. So, for example, pull or better yet, push rather than carrying. Compared to pulling, you can usually exert more force when you're pulling, according to all those uh, work capacity tests that I and training that I was involved in. But according to the ergonomics, pushing is a lot more safer. Pushing or pulling are both better than carrying the load. And when you have to carry the load, whenever possible, recommend that there's an equal weight on each side of that person. So on the left side and the right side. I've read a lot of research studies that point that to that if there's an equal weight on each side, that person can technically carry more weight because you're not introducing that sheer force on the spine. Interesting. 
The next thing that we can look at to the job design to reduce the manual material handling risks is minimizing the horizontal distances between the start and the end of the lift. You can look at this as a horizontal reach or minimizing the carrying distance. Both are very useful. One really useful element as well is to look at this through the NIOSH lifting equation. That's a, one of the tools that I'm going to be including in Accelerate. Another useful tool that I used over and over again when doing industrial ergonomics assessment, and it's very simple. It's to stack materials no higher than shoulder height. You can pull in the anthropometrics to figure out what the shoulder height is. The reason why this is so important is that we don't want to stack things higher than the shoulder because there is a significant more amount of ergonomic risk that is introduced to the system when things are above shoulder height. Another tip that I use quite frequently is to keep heavy objects, objects at knuckle height. The ideal, I guess, manual material handling zone is what I've used before the term as the strike zone. The strike zone, yeah, it's a baseball term, but yeah, it also works because it allows us to handle things without bending our backs too much to lift them off the floor. Just bending our backs to lift things off the floor. Of course, there's better techniques and lifting techniques that we can get into, but that's still introducing a lot of ergonomic risk when things are on the, on the floor. When possible, reduce the frequency of lifting and incorporate rest periods. Another idea that I've used is to incorporate job rotation to less strenuous jobs. There is a misconception with job rotation is that it's a solution to all ergonomic scenarios, but it's actually quite, um, it's, it's, it's a topic that has a lot of caveats in it, okay? So what this means is that, of course, if you're going to be using job rotation in the industrial setting, you want to have a really thorough risk analysis of any job that person is going to be rotated into. Lastly, is all about the handles that objects are lifted with. This is another relatively simple solution, and it's all about handle design. I've assessed jobs with poor handle design, and it, it gets markedly easier for that person to do manual material handling when there's handles that can be held close to that person's body, close to their center of mass. So there's less moment arm, less force on that person's shoulders um, and other parts of the body. Industrial ergonomics on a very high level follows the same process as office ergonomic assessments. However, I feel that more expertise is required to select 
the tools and make a really thorough approach to uh, ergonomic risk assessment. One of the caveats with industrial ergonomics is the fear that you might be introducing more risk to the system. This also exists in office ergonomics assessments too. The last thing I want to talk about today is how this fits into your overall business structure. Knowing how to do a solid office ergonomics assessment in addition to industrial ergonomics know-how gives you an added security to how you run your business. What this means is that you don't have to rely just on office ergonomics assessments to get the revenue that you need, need to live. If there's dry spells or if there's a need in industry, you can provide value. Not only are you helping, like I mentioned earlier, the revenue of your business, but you're actually providing a value-added service that can assist businesses in your community and your city. And I see this as a big win-win. As I close off today's episode, I want to shout out you. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. This is Darcy Jeremy. Can't wait to chat to you soon. Bye-bye. So if you like what you heard in this podcast episode and you want to learn more, you want to learn how other healthcare professionals are already adding office ergonomic expertise to their services and practice, I have a training for you. All you have to do is head to ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. That's ergonomicshelp.com slash learn dash ergo. And you can get started today.